pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning. All right. This is going to be a new era for the morning show. What are you talking about? What does that even mean? You know. <laughs> it's a new era. You know. Taking it to the next level. Yeah, it's time to take it to the next level. And why would we do that? There are going to be some great parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the weekend. All right, then. Let's get this party started. I don't want this Saturday. Bringing you all the news and the newsmakers on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Good morning. It's Saturday morning, 32 degrees outside. This is David Held, and uh, we've got a few things going on here in Stark County. Uh, Even though there's uh, a lot of challenges, uh, a lot of different um, uh, limiting factors from an economic development standpoint, we've got good things going on. We're going to have uh, Commissioner Richard Regula on the program and uh, talking about the things that are going on in Stark County in a positive way. And then we're also going to be talking to Mayor Kathy Catazero-Perry, who is, um, she, she's actually making a difference, not only in the city, but then with her health. So she just started doing push-ups, a very, very simple exercise, and just standing squats and, uh, She's really building up her strength and making a big, big difference in her health. I think it's great. I mean, because, you know, it's real easy, especially when you're in the house to just sit around. You can get a little bit down. You can get a little negative, And it is not the path to go down at all, at all. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. And um, you know, there's a doctor who's... Uh, nephrologist out of Canada and he found that all of his patients that have type 2 diabetes were struggling they're struggling with uh, you know their insulin levels and what he decided to do was find a different approach because oftentimes when you give insulin to uh, patients that are insulin resistant then uh, he had to give them more and one of his patients started to complain that you're telling me that I need to get healthier, but the medicine that you're giving me is making it worse. And uh, so he started looking into different methods and found that fasting, intermittent fasting, everybody fasts for eight hours when you sleep at night. You're not eating or drinking anything, so you just extend that period. And uh, he found that when he put his patients on a fast, so that means you just extend the period that you're not eating, which we typically did in the 1950s. People would eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then after dinner, we weren't running out to get all the extra stuff. So um, really, if you're fasting for 16 hours and you keep your period of time when you're eating to eight hours or less, that they're having very, very positive, very positive uh, results. And I can tell you firsthand that it works. They don't have to change anything else. Just change 
when you eat. Rather than being in a constant fed state, you can be in an unfed state. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we'll be talking to Mayor Kathy Catazero-Perry from Massillon. Good morning. It's Saturday morning, 31, actually 32 degrees outside. A little bit of snow was trickling down as we were walking in here this morning. And uh, with everything that you have going on in the world in 2021, we've got to find positive ways to channel our energy and to make things better. And I noticed that Mayor Kathy Catazero-Perry not only is keeping the city running and keeping things positive, which is not an easy thing to do, but you are getting it done. You also started taking on an exercise program at home. You don't have to go to the gym. You can do it right where you're at. You could do it in your home, your office. And uh, Mayor, how are you today? I'm good, David. How are you? I'm doing great. So I saw that you just started doing simple uh, push-ups. I saw this on Facebook that you did like 25 knee push-ups, and now you're actually up to five regular push-ups. Yes. How about that? I think it's great. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you got to start somewhere, and so at least I got started. Absolutely. Now, so how do you feel as compared now you're also just doing standing like leg uh just standing squats too right or lunges yes i mean really so, if you if you you know push ups leg squats um you know if you could do some kind of you know upper body pulling like on a chin up which can be tough but you can you know put your your you know feet on a on a stool too to make that easier but that is great how have well, you I know you are are very athletic and I know you probably work out daily but and I used to but you know life gets in the way kids family your job um and so I stopped and mm-hmm. uh said this is the year I'm going to get started but I had a, a something to push me to to do that And what and what was that what was that that, that pushed you well, my baby sister uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer last fall, oh. and so I raised some money through Facebook, so thank you to everyone who donated um, for research, additional research, and, and, uh, and help for those with the di- disease, um, but also uh, the American Cancer Society reached out to me via Facebook and mm-hmm. talked about this 25 push-up challenge. And so oh. that's really what instigated the entire, uh, you know, beginning of me working out again. That is great. Well, you know, it's something because our bodies adapt. I mean, it they, it adapts to, um, you know, doing nothing or, you know, actually challenging it. And you know, as a nurse, uh, anybody that has went in for a surgical procedure, it doesn't matter what your health condition is. You know, even if you go in for something like uh, an open heart procedure, I mean, they want you to get up and move and you don't want right. to move. And if you you've seen somebody, move. right, you don't, you don't want to move. I mean, a good friend of mine was, you know, in his early seventies and, and, uh, you know, had open heart procedure and, uh, you know, the nurses are like, you need to get up, you need to stand up. And when you're watching him standing there. You're like he's he's gonna fall over there, and they're like, "Come on, mm-hmm. let's go, let's go," and so you know you can see that it's like better to push yourself, um, you know, when you're not in a situation 
like recovering from surgery and just get yourself stronger, um, you know, proactively. So this is fantastic. And and you've, so you started out doing pushups uh, from your knees, right? And you got up to right. 25. Well, actually, I started from the wall. The wall. Okay. <laughs> they That's... suggested that you start from the wall and then move to the, the knees. Um, I called them girl pushups and someone quickly corrected me and said, uh, Girls can do amazing push-ups, so don't call them girl. And I, <laughs> right, you know, right. For me, I mean, our age kind of goes back and shows us we use the wrong term. Uh, so I quickly changed my Facebook post to say knee. Yes, um, yes. But uh, but then I went to the knee, and now I'm trying to do a, a couple um, regular standard push-ups. Oh, see, that's fantastic. And you know what's something, too, is... Uh, uh, that if you can just do one, which obviously you can, just do that 25 times. You don't have to do it, you know, all at once, you know. Right. Uh, and actually, it was Judd Logan that had given me that. This is, gosh, back 25 years ago when he was at the gym and he was working out and he was talking about guys that were having, guys or girls, ladies that were struggling to do chin-ups. He said, if you can just get to the point where you can do one, then do one. And then do one again and one again, you know, so take a break between each one. And he said, you're developing your muscular strength. And then, you know, you can start to add them together where you start to build your endurance. So really it's fantastic that you're doing this. You're already up to five, right? Five regular uh, last pushups. Last night I made six. Last oh. night I hit the sixth one. Um, so I'm just doing it in increments. I'm not pushing myself. <clears throat> I, um, uh, years ago, I had, if you remember, David, I was mm -hmm. in the hospital for yes. a strep infection in my back. Yes. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. And 17 days I spent in the hospital, and um, and uh, I lost my core strength yes. in those 17 days. But you're going to... So I had a good... But you're getting it back now. I had a good now. rehab, and... Um, and and I still don't have my core strength back. I can tell you um, because I can feel it now with starting to do push-ups that it's it's uh, it really needs to be challenged. So core strength is uh, right in the center of your body. Yes, and, right in right in your right where your your belly your midsection is at. Yes, very important to have your core strength. And so I've now uh, decided that that is changing this year. And, and really, the American Cancer Society gave me that push to get started for my sister, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to continue it. So, um, you know, I'm trying to keep myself accountable via Facebook. <laughs> no, I think it's excellent because, really, it just it starts everything just starts out with a little bit. And like you had mentioned, that okay, when I was younger in high school and college was in uh, athletics, but it's so easy. You know, when when you uh, have children and, and you're working, you, you just get out of that regular routine, and then you're thinking, "Oh gosh, how can how can I I can't do anything? I don't feel like doing anything." I remember the there was the uh, uh, the local uh, U.S. Army uh, had they were going to have a march. They said for um, you know it was like recruitment purposes, they're going to start in the city of North Canton and go out to. Uh, where they were located at, which is about three miles away, they go. Oh, we're gonna have a march. You want to come and join us? You were a former athlete, Mayor. Why don't you Why don't you run with us now? I I was never really a good runner, and uh, and I thought, 
my gosh, I'm like 40 pounds heavier. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. But I, I didn't want to say no because I didn't want to look like I was a, you know, a weakling. And uh, so I said, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I remember going out and just trying to go for a run. I couldn't make it to the corner of the street, okay? I mean, which was probably 500 feet because it just was not, I wasn't used to it. I was, you know, so then I just figured, well, I'm going to walk, start walking, and then right. started walking and then started jogging from one light post to the next. And then, you know, extending it to two light posts and then walking one. And, you know, you just build on it. And yeah. and once you get going, it's all of a sudden it's like, like what you're doing. Oh, I did one. No, I did two, three, four, five, six. And you just develop it and you do it every day. I think it's fantastic. You're bringing a lot of awareness, too, to the uh, American Cancer Society. And, and helping helping other people just to be more conscious of you know the health challenges that we all face we all we all face them and you know it releases these natural endorphins as well oh yes um, it does so doesn't it, it? your mood also which we all need right now absolutely don't you find too it's just like it's it's, it's always the challenge just just getting started right? It it's like you look yeah. at it and go, I don't want to go on the ground. I don't want to do a push-up. I mean, you're, you know, your mind is always like that. I mean, it's like any time that you want to do anything that is productive and useful, it's not like it just comes naturally like, oh, great, here we go. And you need yeah. that mental push. And then once you do it, you think, gosh, this is great. Why didn't I do this? I need to do this more, right? Exactly. And it makes you feel good. And, and you feel your body getting stronger just by those little things that I've done. Yes. Uh, I do feel my body getting stronger. And, and now I have cheerleaders in the community. People are saying, great job. You know, so it really helps keep you motivated. As yes. Well. So yes, it I recommend, does. You know, keeping yourself accountable, put it on Facebook. Even if it's redundant every single day, you're posting the same thing. It's okay because, you know, you're, you may be encouraging other people. Oh, to say, oh there's no doubt about it. Started. No yeah. doubt about it. That's why when I saw it, I thought this was great. You just had 25 knee push ups and you had that you had done some squats. That was it, right? I thought. Yes. This is great because you're you're right on. You're putting yourself out there. And it's that's a tough thing to do because nobody wants to look, you know, silly. Nobody wants to look, you know, weak or soft or, you know, we all want to look, especially when you're, you know, a community leader. Of course you want to look in a positive light. But, you know, often, oftentimes just, just being real with people and authentic that, it, you know, we're all the same. I mean, you know, we, we all have... Is it easier to stay in bed or get out of bed and do something? Well, it's easier to stay in bed. Is it easier to eat the cheese pizza or go out for a walk? Well, it's just easier to eat. I mean, it's just all these things that are just consistent with human nature, you know, and that's why we need to encourage one another and, and support one another. And and so you're doing that, and it's fantastic. It got, it got me excited. So, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I was great. I thought I, I've got to get the mayor on the line here. So Mayor Kathy Ketazero Perry, your, your goal is to get 25 pushups and you're up to six. So yes. And, and the, the goal is the accountability is through January. Um, and so, and then I added those squats in there and then I, a, a few days I walked, 
I really thought I was superwoman uh, at the beginning. I thought, oh, I'm going to add this and add that. And then I quickly learned that I needed to slow it down and yes. just add a little bit at a time. Superwoman, Wonder Woman. That is great. <laughs> Mayor Kathy Ketizero-Perry, thank you for coming on the program. Keep up the good work, and we'll be watching you, watching you as you progress. Thank you, Mayor. Take care. Okay, thank you. Mayor Kathy Ketizero-Perry, we will be back after this break. Good morning. This is David Held. It's Saturday morning here on WHBC. It's 32 degrees outside. We saw a little bit of snow that was trickling down this morning coming into the program. And right now on the line, we have Commissioner Richard Regula. How are you this morning? Well, good morning, David. I'm just over here at Brewster Dairy unloading a load of whey from Alpine Dairy down in Wilmot and uh, sitting here unloading. And I was just reminiscing the the regulars have been hauling milk into Brewster's area since 1948. Uh, my dad and Uncle John had a can route, and then they, my Uncle John got one of the first bulk trucks in the state of Ohio. And uh, we've been hauling in here ever since. And, and currently, uh, I have a small little trucking company, and we haul the way out of Alpine Dairy down to Wilmot into here, and we haul from Bunker Hill and so, the, so that's what you do on the side, Commissioner Richard Regular, <laughs> hauling, yeah. hauling milk. Right? Yes, yes, sir. And you've and, got uh, your I've, you've got your commercial driver's license, right? I do. I do. I've had it since uh nineteen seventy nine. And I've been I when I got out of college I started driving trucks for my Uncle John and uh, I've been doing it, you know, on and off ever since. So you know, I was thinking here at Brewster Dairy, if people haven't been through Brewster recently, Brewster Dairy is the largest manufacturer of Swiss cheese in the United States. Is and you ought really? to see this warehouse they just put up. They've got, uh, you know, a corporate center now. It's still owned by the Lehman family. And what Brewster Dairy has done for this uh, community, and Brewster itself is one of the more progressive communities in, in uh, Stark County. I mean, they've got their own solar uh, farm, I believe, that uh, generates some of the power for the for the village. Uh, of course, they have Shears Foods and Brewster Dairy and uh you know, it's a it's a quiet little village, but it's a prosperous little village too. You know, it's 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 something when you see the family businesses like that. That you know, they have that tradition of excellence where they just continue to to build and provide you know good food and good product to uh, to the community. There's there's really nothing better. I mean, that that well, really is fantastic. Then, you know, Brewster Dairy, much like Superior Dairy. I want to give the Sunland family, and you know, I wanted to talk about economic development. The Sunlands are putting a forty million dollar expansion on uh, the, their existing facility on Navarre Road. And, you know, they were we were competing uh, the Stark Economic Development Board. We were competing with Michigan and some other areas. But the, the Sunlands, who have committed, I think they're going on their 100th year in Stark County, and they've made a huge commitment, and they're going to be here for another 100 years, we hope. You know, isn't that something? You you see it, you know, in the in this period of time where you have some companies that are just really struggling and then you see others that are thriving. And what do you think is the difference between, you know, why some companies thrive and, and then others struggle? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of different factors depending on the product that you have and and uh and but but it also is is just that that, that commitment that you have to uh, continuous improvement and a commitment to excellence. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, Brewster and Superior, once again, it's, it's families, it's families that, and I think Superior's on their fifth generation 
And I know uh, Brewster's got to be on their third or fourth generation. So, but, you know, I, I wanted to talk about economic development. And one of the things I, I want to first give a, a shout out to Ray Hexamer and the Stark Economic Development Board. Mm-hmm. Ray and, and the, the Stark Economic Development Board, they are the economic development people for Stark County. We invest with in them. Instead of having our own economic development director, we invest with the professionals. And it's a private-public partnership. They are partially funded by the local community, uh, you know, public community, but also from the private community, too. And they, they've done an outstanding job. And the perfect example is the old county farm. The county farm was bought uh, a couple years ago by the Stark Board of Trade. And the Stark Board of Trade is made up of the Dehoff Foundation, the Gessler Foundation, the Canton Chamber Foundation, and a couple of the Gessler Family Foundation. And they put all the infrastructure in, thanks to Jobs Ohio, uh, the first uh, huge manufacturer that we uh, uh, enticed to go out there was uh, Hendrickson Suspension. They're up and operational. They have about 250 to 300 jobs, I think. But the the real, uh, uh, not surprise, but the one we're really proud of is Tractor Supply Corporation. The company mm-hmm. is building a million-square-foot uh distribution center that's going to have 350 to 400 jobs out on the old county farm. Uh, jobs Ohio is funding a, a road extension from Sterilite Drive to Full Road so we can get the trucks in and out. And Now, now Richard, when you're saying the uh, the old county farm, where where uh, let people know exactly where that's at. Well, it's actually in the village of Navarre. It's mm-hmm. just south of uh, Navarre Road. Mm-hmm. The entrance you can get into it, but there's a water tower there. The, the intermodal. Is yes, the inter, intermodal, and that and yeah. is that still? How is that? Is that still in use, or is that? Um, you know, the intermodal went through some some challenges, and then when the oil and gas industry came in, uh, there were some people using it. I don't exactly know what the status is now, but the village of Navarre put a water tower up on on the old county farm that is just due east of there, and that's what why you know, enticed uh, Hendrickson and enticed Tractor Supply Company to come there. And there's more to come. There's about 300-plus acres out there. And uh, there's, uh, you know, there, there's more to come. And, and But I just can't thank, uh, you know, Ray Hexmer and the Stark Economic Development Board because they've been doing work all, all across the county, like Superior Dairy. There's some polymer companies that have been moving in. I think they, even through this pandemic year, I, I think they uh, created over – um, a thousand jobs, and I don't know how many millions of cap, you know, capital expenses that have come into the county. So they're they're doing a great job, and and I just want to give them all the kudos in the world. Well, and Ray Hexmer got his start right here at WHBC WHB. Radio, yeah. right? I remember he used to call him up at night and have him play Mac the Knife. Oh my gosh, <laughs> isn't that something? And so now, yeah, and and Ray is really he's a great guy. He works really hard. And he's just trying to make Stark County better. So really what the Stark Development Board does is they just facilitate uh, like investment and grant dollars with particular projects throughout the the county. Right. I mean, they're 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 doing they're providing those support services that the private companies need in order to uh, establish and grow their businesses in Stark County. Is that absolutely. And the, the biggest thing they do is they recruit companies to the area. And they've worked. I'd say Jobs Ohio has been a terrific partner. Uh, Kirk Shearing and 
and all of our legislators have done a, an outstanding job of it being aggressive and, and uh, you know, just recruiting people to come and set up shop here in Stark County. And you know what's and you know what's something we're talking with Commissioner Richard Regula talking about economic development and just, you know, over the years uh, back when I was serving as mayor, it's, you know, there's a lot that goes into trying to get a, a company to, to come. I mean, because it's really, um, you know, uh, is the infrastructure there? Do, do they have the electricity that's uh, the required electricity, the, the volume of electricity? Is the, uh, the sewer, the water, are all the utilities in place? What are the costs of putting in those utilities? And that's not something that a government is just going to you know, oh, we'll just we'll just build it. We'll just spend the money, but we don't have a company here. So it's trying to coordinate bringing a company in, having those investment dollars available, and it just it takes time. It takes work, and that's really where Ray Hexmer and the Stark Development Board they come in, right? They help facilitate all those those resources coming together. Absolutely, and they work with the townships and villages and cities, and you know, to offer incentives like tax tax abatements and things like that. And uh, you're, you're right. The infrastructure is the key to the whole thing, having the water, having the sewer, having the gas lines, everything right there. And that's where the county farm, and it's open land, so you can build, build the suit, basically. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm working on now is, is to try to get everybody together to make some uh, road improvements. Because Navarre Road going east, part of it's in the county, part of it's in the city of Maslin. Full road going east, part of it's in the village of Navarre, part of it's county. So we're just going to try to get everybody together because there's going to have to be some intersections built. There's going to have to be some intersections improvements. And that's where the, the, the county and, the, and government can get involved is making those improvements that, to attract more people to the, uh, to the area. That tractor supply is going to have 350 to 400 trucks a day. They're going to be going in and out of there. And, you know, with all the employees, we're going to have to make the access in and out as easy as possible. So the tractor supply, where where is their headquarters? Is it it's here in Stark County or is this, no, this, is this an they, expansion? They have, or No, this is a, this is their new uh, distribution center. I I should know that. I, I'm not exactly sure where they're out of, but they're they're all across the country. And one of the things they liked about, the the uh, county farm location is uh, access to 21, 30, and 77, both, you know, east and west and north and south. And then uh, it's kind of in the middle of their it, – it's kind of in the middle for their uh, east of the Mississippi operation. So they're, they're a huge company, and this is a – you know, it, and we were competing against uh, other areas, obviously. And uh, Ray and, and his team, uh, they worked hard and – and brought them in here. That's fantastic. And so, when is that uh, construction going to take place? When when is this going to begin? And it's going to be right out there at the uh, at the county farm. Is that in that area and that land out there? The four is it four hundred yeah. acres or so? Yeah, it's just going to be north of Full Road. And uh, they are th- just met with uh, Angela Cavanaugh because Angela, is, our building department, is doing the uh, plans and review of all the uh, plans for tractor supply, even though they're. The village and the bar contracted with the county to do their plans review, and Angela does an outstanding job. She turns plans in a day or two days tops, and she's already met with them. They're meeting with our Stark Soil and Water folks, and they should be under construction early spring, and I, I think they're going to be up and operational by spring of 2022. 
That's fantastic. And Angela Cavanaugh does do a great job. She's a worker. You know, she gets stuff done. She's on top of things. And, you know, people yeah. might say, well, you know, why, why is this important? And, you know, if you're if you have a company that wants to relocate and they want to get stuff done, they need to have government that is responsive and not and well, not going to drag their feet. You know, it's uh, and it's just it's like anything, uh, Commissioner, you know that that. Uh, you know, it's our human nature. Sometimes people can get a little bit uh, complacent or not on top of things, but you know, we need those uh, leaders like yourself and uh, and Janet Creighton and Bill Smith and and you know that want to get stuff done, just want to work, right? Get well, it going. And, and companies can't wait for thirty days to get their plans reviewed. That's why, and that's the way it used to be. It's just because that's. They took 30 days because they could take 30 days. When Angela Cavanaugh came in there, she's, uh, she whipped the whole department into shape, and uh, she's a true professional. She was probably one of the best hires that we made. Oh, absolutely. She she is on top of things. I mean, uh, you know, I've met with her uh, several times just, you know, just to find out how she runs you know, her permitting department. And uh, and this was back when we were looking to, you know, improve things over in the city of North Canton. And, you know, she's she was very helpful. She said, hey, this is what we try to do. We try to make it easy for businesses. we got to meet the compliance requirement and the regulations. But at the same time, we know that if we want to bring business to the Stark County area, we got to be on top of it and be responsive. People want good service. They want that excellence and service. So that is fantastic. Now, how about the... Um, how has the sales uh, tax been during during the COVID period? Has it been up? It, has it been down? It's it's actually surprisingly doing pretty well, right? David, in March and April, when the pandemic first hit, we thought that uh, we were going to take a fifteen to twenty percent hit on the sales tax. It's mm-hmm. been unbelievable how well it's done. And at the end of the day, at the end of the year, I guess I would say. Uh, the 2020 sales tax was about 300000 I believe, ahead of the 2019 sales tax, which was $30 million. That's, uh, in that's July amazing. Of 20, or the July 2020 sales tax was up 19% or 16% over the 2019 sales tax. So people are buying cars. People are spending money. Uh, you know, part of it's the stimulus checks that went out. Part of it's... Uh, all the things that were bought on the internet, uh, they now pay sales tax. So we, we've been thrilled. That, that oh, so that has, when, when did that kick in the sales tax on the internet? That, that, you know, uh, think, that was not I too long state, ago, right? No, I think the state passed it maybe two years ago or three years ago. Right. So and, that really has brought in a lot because I'll tell you oh, when you look at, and you can see, you know, it's funny, uh, Richard, and you know, this, that, you know, if you want to track economic development, you just look at garbage. You know, you look at garbage. Just when the garbage goes up, the economy is producing. When garbage goes down, you know, well, garbage is actually waste is a reflection of activity. And uh, and then, of course, you look at the recycling, and cardboard is overflowing. We we've never collected more cardboard at the recycling district than we have, you know, this year. And yep. it's like the cardboard boxes uh, just keep coming and coming. And, and really, it's because people are changing their buying habits now. I mean, I know if you walk into our garage right now, I, I think there's, you know, because uh, uh, my wife, Sharon, is is buying so much over the Internet because it's so easy. Yep. We even got dog food, right? And dog food yeah. on the on the Internet. And so then, you know, along with that, you have all those extra boxes, 
And when you recycle them, break them down and put them in our bins. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is really, it's really an impressive thing. Now, one other thing, uh, Commissioner Richard Regula, we're talking about economic development, a lot of positive things going on in the county. And I also wanted to remind you, Richard, that Kathy Catazero-Perry, mayor of Massillon, is um, as a part of the Cancer Society, right? Because I know you're out there riding your bike, getting in Every shape, get pumping yep. those legs, even when it's cold out. Were you out there yet this morning or no? No, no, not this morning. You're driving, started, driving truck this morning. I started driving at 5 a.m. So. Okay. You're... You know, I, I, I'm excited for Kathy, and, and I think I'm going to start trying to do push-ups, and i, I got to build my core up. I know you got to do it, right? I mean, she's yeah. so she oh, was doing She started them against the wall, right? And then progressed down to, you know, doing the knee push-ups, and now she's got six full push-ups. It's, I mean, you know, you don't need a gym. You don't need, uh, you know, you can just do it anywhere, do it at home. So let's join her, Richard. Absolutely. Well, David, I'm finishing up here, so I got to. Hey, keep up, uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for giving us the update and uh, drive safe out there. Be a good example to all of our other CDL drivers out there. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Thank you, Richard. Have a great day. This is David Held, and you're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC. Uh, John, we've got, uh, we've got, uh, coming up here at 10.05, okay? You like chicken. I like chicken. Would you start a restaurant, do you think it would be a great idea to start a restaurant, uh, during a pandemic when a lot of restaurants are struggling? I mean, would you, would you just off the top of your head think it's a good idea to do that? It would not have been my uh, first choice of a time to start a restaurant, no. Okay, so there is a business in the city of North Canton. It's called the Howland Bird, right? And there was an article in the repository a a little Mm -hmm. while back when they first started, and they took over the location for the Main Street Grill. And I remember reading the article, and I thought, wow, 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 this is impressive. I mean, this young fella... Niall Techie, he's, he's, you know, he's got some energy. He's going to start this business. Well, I had called yesterday to get an interview uh, to get Niall on the line. I spoke to his fiance, Christina. And, you know, I must have called like five times and the line was busy because they've got so much activity, so much activity. The business is rolling. So we're going to have... Niall Techie, he's going to come on the program with us here right after this break. And they are selling a lot of chicken in North Canton. Tasty, tasty, wonderful chicken with uh, with that nice dipping sauce. So stay with us. We'll be back Saturday morning here with David Held on WHBC. Good morning. It's Saturday morning here on WHBC. 32 degrees outside, a little chilly, but it'll be a nice day out. And if any of you like chicken and you want a wonderful place to go and eat or to have a takeout, we've got a new business here in Stark County and actually started in a period of time when a lot of restaurants are struggling, but we have a Hoover High School graduate, uh, Niall Techie. Niall, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, uh, boy, you know, 
uh, a lot of people would not think of starting a restaurant business during a COVID pandemic, but you decided to do it, and it's working out really well. Yeah, so far it's been really good. My brother and I, a couple months ago, actually over a year ago, have always talked about opening a restaurant. We just didn't know where and when. And, you know, with everything going on this year, um, unfortunately my sister passed away in July. And, oh. you know, I was we were feeling very optimistic about the future. And, you know, it, it just it just goes to show you that, you know, with all the unfortunate things going on in the world today, you got to live your dream and you got to do it. You know, you don't know when's the last day that you're going to be able to enjoy it. So you might as well get out there and just take a jump into it and see what happens. And, you know, we were just thinking that it would be a cool little spot to go, but it's really transformed into this monster of a business. Of oh, oh, yes. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. We, we were just caught off guard by how well it did. Yeah. Well, I know when I was trying to call yesterday, I mean, it was tough to get through, you know? I mean, that's a great problem to have. And uh, and yeah. I and and I was able to talk to Christina, she's your fiance, right? And you have your yes. brother and and your mom working there, you got the whole family. Just I do. Yeah, and right now it's tough just to get hourly employees, but you know, with the family helping out, it's been great. You know, it's everybody's coming through and the phone does not stop ringing from like 11:30 yesterday, there was a line out the door. And the phone's ringing. So That's the, I'll ringing. tell you what a what a nice problem to have, huh? Exactly, exactly. So I can't complain, but it's been fun, and um, it will continue to be fun. You know, hopefully with this vaccine gets out there, and you know, people will hopefully dine in more. And also, I believe they will still continue to do takeout. But you know, we do have some frustrated people saying that they called fifty one times trying to get through. It. It's like. We can only answer so many phone calls. We can only take so many orders at one given time. And, you know, um, <laughs> we're implementing new systems every day to make things run smoother and, you know, give more orders in. But um, uh, so that's amazing. I mean, you know, uh, that's amazing. I mean, just listening to you say that, you know, we can only take so many orders at one time. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, uh, yeah. wow, wow. And uh, so the big challenge is how do you how do you get all that chicken prepared, cooked, take the orders, and get it out the door, right? I mean, because yeah. you're not having a problem with people wanting your wonderful tasting chicken. Yeah. So what we did about two weeks ago, we we purchased three new fryers um, just to keep up with production because, like I said before, we were we were very split between rotisserie chicken um, and chicken tenders in the beginning. Now it's kind of like 60-40 uh, chicken tenders, which is fine. You know, so we had uh, ramp-up production. We have trucks coming in every day, if not every other day, um, just to keep up with everybody's, you know, want of the product. So there's only so much room you can put in coolers, but it's literally in the in the morning by 9 a.m. and now by 8 p.m. So, oh, my gosh. Um, that is, that's amazing. So the chicken tenders really are about 60% of the sales now? Yep, yep. We have a small flock, which is, um, you know, and it feeds a family of two to four. I mean, the medium flock feeds a family of three to five, depending on how hungry the appetite of your guests. But uh, yes. the 12 tenders, that I mean, and four sides, three sauces that we make all in-house, just it's a home run. You can't beat it. And so what So what is it, uh, what does it cost for for the different portion sizes? What, uh, what are the price range? You know, to be honest with you, we have a three-piece tender, which is 10 bucks. Okay. And that's three tenders, two sauces, one uh, one side. And that feeds, you know, a hungry guy or a hungry woman, you know. But if you want to feed a family of two to three to four, I would definitely go with the flock. You know, that's 
it, it comes in a big, a medium, and a small. And um, with the small, it's 12 tenders, and that's about an ounce and a half of t- each tender. So, okay. you know, you, right there, you got almost 30, 30 ounces plus breading. You know, so it, it's a hearty meal. Plus, you get four sides, three sauces. You know, so we really – that one's probably our most popular one. And then the medium flock will probably be the second most popular, which is a whole rotisserie chicken, eight tenders, four sides, three different sauces. That's fantastic. Now, what made you decide to go with with, with chicken? Now, you start – well, you started out, really, you have a history with this location, right? Didn't you start out as a dishwasher? Uh, I started off as a dishwasher back at Spoken Joe's in about 2002 when I was probably a freshman in high school. Um, just trying to get some extra cash, you know, in my pocket to go spend on, you know, stupid things. And, you know, one thing led to another. Uh, Smoking Joe's kind of went out of business, transitioned over to Main Street Grill. And then the owner of, Larry, of the building, Larry Owen, um, you know, approached me and was like, hey, you've been with us for, you know, so many years. Would you like to help out with the cooking aspect of things? And I was like, yeah, sure. Tried it out. And the chef that was there at the time um had some medical issues, so you know he was with us for a few months, and then he had to leave abruptly. And they asked me to take the reins. I was like, and I was like 19 at the time, just got. Oh out my of gosh! So I was like, and I was like, yeah, sure, let's give it a go, let's see what happens. So I definitely stepped up, and then I ran this place for up until I was 24. You know, and with all the changes to the building, you know, the cellar being open and everything, it was my first time. I told, tell you what, I mean, a school of hard knocks. I picked up my own cookbooks and tried to figure things out and go up to Cleveland Akron, see what was going on up there and try to bring it back here and did that. And then, uh, you know, in 2000, late 2010, I decided to, you know, see what, I, see what else I could do, break away for a little bit. Went out to Los Angeles, and I spent about 10 years out there. So um, I did a little bit of everything from fine dining to casual dining. Um, we, I, op- I was a partner in a restaurant group out there called Rebel, Rebel Republic Social House, and that was like kind of, once again, my concept. So this concept was like a spinoff where I just wanted to have really good-tasting food but mm-hmm. not overly priced where anybody right. could basically afford it. And that's kind of what the Howland Bird has brought to Norcan now, you know, it's a whole, all homemade sauces, all homemade brines, you know, but at a price that's reasonable for a family of three or four or five to right. come in, you know, right now our average check average is 25 bucks, but right. you know, if a dad and a mom want to get a bottle of wine or a beer, so on and so forth, sure, we have that too. Right, right. That's fantastic. So how about as far as chicken, what, what made you... You know, as you're sitting there and you're and you're you're talking with your brother, you're talking with your family and your fiance, and you're like, "Yeah, we're going to start a business here." And and what what went into the thinking? Like, oh, are we going to make burgers? We're going to make chicken. We're going to, you know, what? How did you come up with the idea? You know, my thought has always been everybody eats chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, with being a chef for the last I don't know 15 years or so, you know, you got your people that don't like beef, red meat. You you have especially a lot of people that just don't like pork. You know, mm-hmm. and they want to stay away from fish. But I believe, you know, over the time I've seen everybody loves chicken. I love chicken. You know, that right. was one big thing that really sold me. It was like, you know, North Carolina doesn't have a really good chicken spot. You know, they have canes. They have Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's, yes. they're mass producing that. I wanted to do something that was a little bit more customized, comfort food, you know, and that's why I wanted to bring. And that's why I decided on chicken was because who doesn't like chicken? 
Yeah, right. Everybody everybody loves chicken. And then and then what yeah. did your family members tell you when you said, Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this restaurant right here and and you know, of course you started it uh at last year, which was just a tough time for restaurants all across the country. What what did people say yeah. to you when you, you decided to do that? I was crazy. Yeah, don't you want to wait? Don't you want to hold off? Don't you want to see what's going to happen in the next few months? And, you know, I was I was here at Main Street in 2009, and Larry and I always, always talked about how it either helped or hurt him. He told me that was one of his best years during the financial crisis, you know, for him because people still dined out. People still went out. And I thought it was the same way for us. You know, either A, we're going to have such a good takeout business, and nobody's going to be dining inside. That's not a bad problem to have either. Right. But, I thought, you know, if I don't do it now, and it's unfortunate some restaurants, you know, are having struggling times, but I wanted to try to just get by until spring. That was my goal. Get by until spring, see what happens, and then make adjustments on the fly if need be. But I'm having to make adjustments of trying to get people, workers, uh, distribution issues, and everything else. It's like the opposite. I haven't even had time to really go out and even see what everybody else is doing. It's just been every day, get here early, leave late, start all over again to make sure we can produce everything we need to on a daily basis. That's incredible. And so you are, are you looking for more employees? Would you like more people? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I need front of the house people, a few back of the house people. Uh, I mean, people answering phones. And that's why I keep telling everybody and putting, putting myself on Facebook. We're trying our best. We have three, four people answering phones, taking orders, and it's just nonstop. Like, and, you know, <laughs> these people are working doubles. You know, last Saturday, unfortunately, between like 3.30 and 4.30, we had to shut down for one hour just to clean, sanitize, and get the restaurant back to where it needed to be before we started dinner. I mean, from the time we opened until 3.30, there was a line out the door. The restaurant was, you know, half full. Takeout orders were going off the hook. I mean. That's amazing. Are, That's amazing. Some people, yeah, no, some people understand, but some people get upset because they've tried three three weeks in a row. they tried every Saturday for the last three weeks. And it's like, I feel for you. I'm really trying to, to right. get everything going. And it's just like some people understand. Some people are very frustrated with us. Um, trust me. I'm not trying to deny anybody's money. <laughs> no, no. You want to see, you want to get the chicken cooked, get it out the door, yeah. get it in people's hands so that they can have a nice exactly. meal. I mean, exactly. and so. what, what, what is the, what is the, um, as far as, uh, the percentage of people eating in and taking out, what, what, what is the, the split yeah. on that? Like I mentioned, I mean, I would say it's 60% takeout and 40% dine in. Um, you know, that's about average right now. It's kind of unbelievable, but, you know, we do have people coming in, waiting, calling ahead. People are trying to call ahead hours in advance, but we stopped doing that because what happens, it just bombards us all together all at one time. Right. So we stopped doing that. We just tell people about 30 minutes before you want to pick it up, maybe 45, depending on the night, depending on the time. Okay. Um, now, how does the, yeah. uh, do you see the volume? Is it is it higher on certain days or has it just been pretty consistent? <laughs> Uh, you know, to be honest with you, obviously Thursday, Friday, Saturday are their highest volume days. But, you know, Ohio State p- playing on Monday was a great day for us. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week was just great. You know, um, you know the reviews that we've had and the, write-up, the write-ups that we've had are obviously paying a, a lot of help to all that. So it's been very popular around town. Wow. Wow. That's just incredible. And then what would you say if somebody wants to get out there and they're looking to work and they and you're looking for good good workers – uh, 
who would they call? Where, where? How do they get a hold of you? Would it be through Facebook, telephone call, email? Uh, Facebook's a great way to do it. Also, you know, our our house line, just way to call and just set up some sort of interview with us and say, hey, I'm looking to come in and interview. Um, just give us a call, and then we can set something up. All we ask is at least one year of restaurant experience. Right. Uh, just so... Right, so you get some, so you get some people that are experienced, because you got a, exactly. you yep. got, you got a lot of, you got a lot of activity going on. Exactly, just somebody that has at least somewhat of knowledge, just to get in there and know what to do this with the table, grab refills, how to talk to a guest. But other than that, just about a year. Okay, and then what about the uh, the meal? Did is this is this a chicken dish that you've been, you know, cooking for years or did you just, did you just uh, create this here recently when you opened up the restaurant? You know, I've always played around, you know, I've always done wine dinners, um, you know, with different companies and casual dinners and rotisserie just, I always played with because I was able to do tri-tips and whole turkeys and chickens, but the chicken just, when you brine it correctly, you throw it on the spit with our secret seasoning, you know, it just made sense. And then the chicken tender, I was just like, I wanted to make chicken tenders homemade because it's one of those things that I believe that it's comfort food. But at the same mm-hmm. time, anybody wants to eat it, and most adults nowadays love chicken fingers. Yes, yes. My so. well, my my daughter. I have a young daughter. She's fourteen years old, uh, and uh, she loves chicken tenders. I mean, loves yeah. chicken tenders. Everybody loves chicken tenders. And then also, what yeah. about as far as the breading? I mean, it's uh, so all of your chicken tenders are breaded, right? Correct. They are all breaded. Okay. And then, uh, so you got your secret seasoning there with the breading, too. We do. Yes, okay. we do. It, it's, a, it's a long list of uh, ingredients, but that's what really makes it that golden brown. Okay, and then how about the rotisserie? Uh, what, what's the difference if, you know, you're, of cooking it on a rotisserie? What's, what's the advantages of that? So the biggest uh, advantage of that is that there's no open air. Once that door closes, it closes for 70 minutes. And it's encased with a, you know, a flame that comes on every couple of minutes once the heat drops inside and there's a water base in the bottom. So with that water base, all the juices that basically drip off the chicken, that drip onto each other, drip to the bottom. So we use all that stock, which creates itself the whole day. Like we cook about 75 to about 100 chickens a day, depending on the day of the week. So we make our rice with it. We make our stocks with it. You know, so how many how many chickens can you cook at once? Like with the equipment that you have now, we, um, we can cook about 36 whole chickens right now. So we we cook it about two to three times a day. Uh, they come off the spit about 11. They rest for about 30 minutes, and then from there we just we're we're usually getting we run low around right after lunch around 2 p.m. and then we put another one on and then we put one more on about 5 p.m. for the late night. And then it's like you know like I keep telling people it's first come first serve. We 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 sell it till we run out. Well, I'll tell you, Niall Niall Techie, you started the. Uh... The business here during a global pandemic, you have the uh, the howling bird, right? And uh, you just ask yep. that people be patient. You you clearly have great food because you got people that just keep coming back. The business is booming, and if anyone wants to get your fine tasting chicken tenders or your rotisserie chicken, uh, how should they get a hold of you, and where do they need to go? So we we started a partnership a few about a month ago with Chow now. They partner with DoorDash. So you can get on their app 
it's it's very similar to any other Uber Eats or anything, but it's through chownow.com. Okay. You can get on there, <laughs> order your meal, same thing. You can either pick it up in person or you can do it through DoorDash and they'll come by and pick it up and deliver it to your house. Other than that, be patient with us on the phones. We're, we're always on the phone. We're always answering. I know we put people on hold a lot, but we just got to get to every single person as they come through the door or as they call through. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Niall, you got a lot of energy. You got a great business going. You got your family working with you. You made the move, and it's a great success, and you're making a lot of people happy out there by serving them good tasting quality rotisserie chicken with uh, chicken tenders. So thank you for coming on the program today. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. And so if you want some chicken, get out there and and, uh, buy some from Niles Business, the Howland Bird in North Canton. This is David Held. You're listening to News Talk 1480 WHBC, and we will be back. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. 32 degrees outside. Nice and cool. A little bit of snow here this morning was coming down. And, uh, you know, I know that um, this past year it's been pretty difficult uh, as far as probably for a lot of us to not get enough exercise, maybe being locked up in the house too long, eating too much, and, uh, and also just dealing with regular daily stress. So we've got to find ways to do that and people who are doing it in a positive way. And we've got Paul Miller on the line who started doing this a number of years ago and has made a big, big difference. Paul, how are you this morning? Mr. Held, I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. So I remember a few years back, because uh, you're a big guy, right? I mean, you, how tall are you, Paul? You're I'm like six two. I'm 6'2". Six 6'2", two. Six two, right? And and you were you were really big and uh, and then I saw you and I was like I almost didn't recognize you right and you've right, always been yeah, an athlete that happens to a lot of people right of course happens to all of us myself included and that's that's originally why I had called you back a number of years ago and because uh, I was looking at you and I'm thinking man you really trimmed up got in shape and you've always been an athlete right and a coach. And have always been an athlete, always been active, but you know, the weight over the years just, uh, kind of, uh, built up and stayed with me. And, uh, th- that's when you knew me. That's right. And then, and then, so what did you do to turn things around? How- well, what I really did is I just decided I had had enough, right. I uh, was heavy. Uh, I was still active, but I just wasn't feeling good about myself, the way I looked and my energy level. So at the end of 2015, um, I made the decision to do something about it, and I joined a gym. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's real simple. I joined a gym, and I and I started watching my diet. So that's what I did. Wow! And uh, and the gym that you were going to uh, was Impulse, right? Was it Impulse? Is that where you first got started? Impulse, yep, right there on Whipple in uh, North Canton, right there on Whipple. And yeah, that's the that's the gym I first started at. I saw an ad on Facebook for them for a, a six week pilot program that they were introducing at a discounted rate. And I said, let me get my credit card, let me throw it in there. And once I committed uh, financially, I knew I would commit uh, emotionally and physically to it. <laughs> right. Once you put the money down, it's like, boy, we're not going to let this thing fail, right? And now that's you're spending right, yeah. the money. Not going to waste the money. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, and it's so it's just incredible. I mean, if you see the pictures, because that's what really caught my attention back in, in uh, 20, it was 2015, right? Uh, 
you know, just the yeah, difference. That, is when I started, 2016 is really when, um, middle of 2016 is when the before and after pictures started getting circulated, and it was a it was a big a big difference. Wow! And so, how much did in total did you lose? What did you start out at, and where are you at now? And and well, you had... I, start, I started out as, as embarrassing as it is to say, but um, hey, we all we all have our stories. I started out yeah. over 260, right in the mid 260, 264, 265. Right, and. Uh, once I got about six months into their program, I was down to 190. That's amazing. And, uh, That's and incredible. Right now, right now, I've uh, I've changed my body uh, quite a bit from from the softness um, to more muscle. So right now, I'm sitting at about two two fifteen. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's that's just incredible. And uh, and so where are you? So so what are you doing now? Are you still uh, you still going to impulse? Do you do you work out on your own? How how are you going about things? I'm actually, I, I, I spent about four years at Impulse, and then um, at the beginning of uh, 2020, I uh, made a switch, and I went over, and I'm currently working out at a gym called The Warehouse, which is in Canton, mm-hmm. and it's right next to a gym, a partner gym of theirs called Powerhouse. Yeah. So, not sure uh, if you've oh, heard yeah. of those gyms, but right behind Quaker Steak area is where they're located. So, it's the, so now, is it more like of a lifting gym, or... Or like a CrossFit, or how how is the difference? Very very similar. Uh, it's not a CrossFit um, gym, but we do a lot of those uh, type work um, workout and program. But there is more, quite a bit more lifting and muscle building um, in the program that I'm currently doing there, and I've been doing that for about a year, and have seen quite a bit of difference um, with with the muscle and the build of the muscle and the in the in the cut of the muscle from from being there and doing a, a you know a different program sure on that area well you know and the other thing too uh paul which which is really why i wanted to have you on the program is because you know you you're just very honest about you know where you were at and very encouraging to other people you know because it's like you know uh many of us including myself have all been there you know we're Heck, you know, my weight, I'm not as tall as you are. I'm like uh, uh, just under six foot, and and I was up to 245, and it, you just don't feel good. I mean, and, and you're thinking, how did this happen? You look in the mirror, and you're going, what, 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 how did this, you know, how, how did this occur, right? But you know you got to make a difference, and you got to change something. And then you're like, well, where do I start, Right. And well, when you start, when you start um, not being able to recognize yourself, and you see yourself walk in, what what happened to me is I saw myself walking, and um, in a window, uh, my reflection, and I was just embarrassed of what I was looking at. Yes, right. And yes, a couple a couple reasons I I decided to make the decision to get in, in shape was one I was embarrassed, I was tired of being heavy, mm-hmm. and my daughter started running um, cross country at Hoover, and I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to run with her, and I just simply couldn't. Right? right, I've ran right like in sports, baseball, basketball, football. I've done that stuff all my life, but to go out and run a mile or two or three, it was just impossible for me to do without <laughs> without diet. Right. So I wanted to be able to run with her and um, be able to. I, and I needed to get in shape to do it. So it was really a big motivating factor for me is to be able to run with her and um, and you know and have that experience with her and have that relationship and that bond. With well, her. you know the other and see that's a that's a great thing. You you because you're building a relationship with your kids and you're doing it in a positive, healthy manner. But the other thing that I noticed too about you is you're just you're just really positive, right? I mean, because you've always had that competitive side, right? As an as an athlete, and which is a good thing, but um, you know, 
when when we got together after you had you know uh ripped off some of the extra weight and were in shape it was just you know you're just very very encouraging to those people around you i think that's one of the other things that i noticed the most too about you well you know it's easy you're 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 in a gym i joined a gym and a lot of the folks in the gym were in the same situation they were they were out of shape they were they were unhealthy and they were embarrassed, and they didn't know where or how to start, or or even if they could lose the weight. It's easy to put the weight on; we all know that. It's yes. hard to put it. It's hard to take it off. It's a lot more effort. It's a lot more work. And when you're in a, a gym environment, and the folks around you are encouraging and they are supportive, yes. it just makes it that much easier to continue to go back. It's easy to quit. I tell everyone when you you the hardest part is to make the commitment to start. The easy part is to quit once you start and realize how hard it's going to be. But if you stick with it, if you're having fun, if you're if you're being rewarded, you'll lose the weight. And other things come with that. Friendships come with that. A, yes. um, a, a better attitude mentally because you feel better about yourself and you you know what people are struggling, how they're struggling because you were in the same spot. So to be encouraging to those folks is what they need. Yes, absolutely. The encouragement. And, you know, it's funny because we... It, Things go and you know they, they 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 go in cycles in life, right? And I remember when I saw you on Facebook and I saw the difference. I thought, boy, you know, Paul, he's my neighbor and he, he looks fantastic. And then that's when I had reached out to you, and and that was back at a time when I was at you know my heaviest. And I remember going over to the Impulse Gym. I met you there, and it's funny because you know a lot of people say, oh well, you know, he was a all American wrestler and he's he, he's going to be confident, nothing. But you don't feel that. You walk in there and you're feeling kind of ashamed. You know, you don't feel like, shoot, you, because you don't want to appear weak or or uh, pathetic or out of place. But I think that was really what was very helpful is is you have people like yourself that were very positive, very encouraging. And I remember the first time that I started, I mean, I was so incredibly out of shape. Like I couldn't even, you know, they took the little 45-pound weight plate and we were pushing it across the uh you know put our hands on it and you you kind of run across uh yeah plate pushes yeah the plate push right (laughs) and i remember i'm doing it and there's majority women there right and they're going oh yeah this is usually difficult in the beginning but um you know uh you should be able to do this and i'm thinking in my mind hey you know i'm i'm a tough guy i can do this well, I got to the near, near like just one length of the building and my legs just locked up. I mean, I thought I can't even, I can't even push this any further. I mean, it was, I was so, so terribly out of shape, but the thing is, you know, you just, you keep pushing yourself just a little bit and you just keep showing up. You right. show up and right. I, I tell everyone that asks me about joining the gym and what it's like, I tell everyone to, you know, have an open mind and, and to check your ego at the door because yes. there's going to be people in there that have been in there for a while that are going to do something better than you. Yes. You think you should be able to do better than them. But yes. they've been doing it for a year or two or three, and this is your first shot at it, and your body's not ready. And right. To, to come in there and think, hey, I, I should be able to do all this stuff better than everyone else, that's going to set you back a little bit mentally because you're going to be like, man, they're they're smoking me and my legs are jello. Well, <laughs> right. after a couple of weeks, three, listen, I still hate plate pushes. You're talking about right those plate pushes. That was torture. I remember I, I had, uh, 
yeah, when I see them written on the board, I'm like, how can I get out of this station? <laughs> oh, it's just terrible. And, you know, the funny thing was is I was totally being outperformed by all these ladies that were around me. I mean, you know, and and uh, I remember, you know, the one going, oh, don't worry, you know, you'll you'll get used to it. And and the thing is, like you said, you got to check your ego at the door because, you know, you you want to you want to be you know, want to be a tough guy. You don't want to be like a, a weakling. And uh, but what's funny is if you're not in shape, if you haven't been, you know, working those muscles that uh, it doesn't matter, you know, if you were a great athlete in high school or college, it's irrelevant because once you start getting, you know, you, you get out of that habit and you get out of shape, it's just you, you, you don't feel good. And, but, you know, if you stick with it and you just take one step at a time, one exercise at a time and it That's just... Right. I- Right? I tell people because people saw my, you know, saw me in there after two or three years, and they just thought that I could do that stuff. Right. But then I would show new people my before and after picture, and they had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, I've lost 70 pounds. So my first day in here, I about died. My first yes. two weeks in here, I would pull into my garage at home, and I had a hard time getting out of my car because everything hurt. But it <laughs> yeah. slowly yes. goes away, and you slowly oh, gosh. To it's right? so I mean, funny when you're talking about everything hurts. I remember that first day when I went to impulse, it was like, you know, it was a, the morning workout. And I remember having to lift my legs out of the car. Like, right. Thinking, right. Yeah, you're I am so, so sore. Right. I mean, I just never remember being that sore because I just, you know, I, I, uh, when usually, you were a kid, yes, easily, it's easier for you. Now you're in your 40s, and things don't yes. work, and things aren't aren't easily bounced back like they were. And it takes more time, and it takes more effort, and it takes more stretching, and, and taking care of your body. And I tell people, just give it the first two weeks because you're going to be sore. But after after the first couple of weeks, your body will start to understand what we're doing. Right now, your body's kind of in shock. Like, wait a minute, why aren't we still on the couch? You yes, yes. And, right? you know, is it absolutely, you know, isn't it something, too, because, you know, people say, well, I don't know if it's good to push yourself like that. or, But, you know, I had a friend who uh, had an open-heart procedure, and I remember him, you know, being in the hospital, and the nurses wanted him up. It's like, get up. You have to walk. He could barely stand. You know, I mean, here, you know, you have an open heart surgery. You can't have anything more severe than that. But they do not let you, anybody that's had a surgical procedure, they do not want you sitting around. You need to get up, right? And yeah, you need to get up. You need to get moving. And that's what, you know, what happened in, in uh, last year with COVID and all the gyms closed there for a while. A lot of people the routines got messed up, right? They were used to going to the gym every day, every other day, certain time. And now the gym's closed. And now all of a sudden it was falling back on to you, like your self-motivation. Yes. I, I was flipping tires in my garage. I was running up and down the street to the stop sign. My neighbors were, were looking at me like, like I was going crazy, but I had to keep moving and the gyms were closed. So you had to keep doing it yourself, or you would lose everything that you built. It doesn't take long to lose. No, it doesn't. Four years, and you take a month off, and it's over, right? Yes, you're yes. starting over. So it's it's, a, it's so it's so true. You got you got to find ways to motivate yourself and push yourself, and and you know you look at what other 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 people are doing too, and it's like, well, if they're doing it, I can do it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. listen. I, I've saw I've seen a lot of people that that walked into a gym or introduced themselves to me and said they just don't have the confidence. They just can't do it. And I tell all of them, you can do it. You just have to get started. And then you have to be patient with yourself. If there's a move that you can't do, 
do a, do a modification, do something else. And then at some point you will be able to do the move that you couldn't do. And then you'll be excited and then you'll, you'll keep building and you'll be able to do other things that you couldn't do when you first walked in the door, but you just got to keep going. You got to smile and you got to be excited about what's the potential down. Right. I mean, half the battle is just showing up, you know, you just show up and you just try, right? I mean, just, it's, it's easy to stay in bed. My alarm clock goes off at 4.45 in the morning uh, during the week, and I, I'm at the gym at 5.30 working out, doing doing, doing burpees, doing push-ups, doing handstands, doing these things, like crazy things, and it's 5.30 a.m. It's easy to stay in bed. But you but, made it into a habit, Paul. That's and- right. You created a habit, and then you what, what happens is you, you, you start to miss. Like, if you skip a day, you feel like you skipped out and you missed something because then you see pictures or you see videos of, of the folks from the day working out and you're like, oh my God, I missed it. I feel so bad that I missed it. So you, you get to the point where you want to go. You're excited to go. I worked out this morning at 7 a.m., 7 to 8, and last night at 10, 1030, I started getting excited thinking about the, the next morning. Well, Paul, we're going to have to run here. Very, very positive. Keep encouraging people. You're doing a great job. You look fantastic. And uh, we're going to get running here. But if you want to get in shape, just get started. Just take the just first step. Right. Just make the commitment. Thank All, right. You, Mr. All right, Paul. Thank you very much. This is David Held, and you're listening to Saturday Morning News Talk, 1480 WHBC. Thank you for being with us this morning.